What's the name of the turbo mode special move thing called? Why? I think it's just called All Star. Well, All Star move. All Star move. That's it. I'm pretty sure it's you, just called. You you said so many words I that wanted, did not sound wanted, like the thing. I wanted to do like a welcome to the no All Star move zone. Like I wanted to do something like that, but I forgot that the name of the move is so wordy, and it's I not, don't it's feel like it. It. I just don't feel like it'll. I don't think it'll take well, but it's not worthy. I don't think. Welcome to No Spin Dash Zone, you guys. <laughs> Is this all in the episode? Yeah, keep all of it in. Oh, oh God. Boy. I'm Isaiah. I'm Charlie, regrettably. I'm Steven. <laughs> and uh, this episode, we're playing Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. The first one. The first one, not the, the Transformers. The, the first in the Sumo Racing trilogy. Yeah, it's Sumo? Kind of the. Yeah, Sumo Digital is the name of the company that produces these games. Oh, okay. They also produce um, Sega Superstars and Sega Superstars Tennis. So this is kind of a super. super, super Sumo kind of a, Superstars. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'm just going to disregard those two games' existence. It's probably fine to do that. Yeah. This is not exactly like the uh, Sonic Advance to Sonic Rush Hop. Or anything like that, really. This is more just they're the ones that get to slap like I I and the Samba de Amigo guy into Sonic the Hedgehog games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Steven and I played this on Steam. Like <laughs> I played it on the Wii. We're we're late enough into Sonic's history that we can play games on Steam. I mean, I know. I mean, I know they put technically like, old games on Steam as well. But like now, this is a game that was on Steam when it released. You know what the Steam version and the Wii version have in common? Because I have to dub this stupid piece of trivia. What is it? Uh, yeah. Well, it's not. It's not true for the Steam version now. Oh, okay. This is even more interesting. I'm really curious. Yeah. Uh, when the game was released on those two platforms, in the first cas in the first Casino Park level, there is a, a texture that is actually fan art that no. someone working on the game just put in there. But they patched it out of the PC version. It was like a queen. It was like some kind of queen, like you know, playing card. Yeah. And in the Wii, it's, I'm assuming it's Amy in the the final version. But in like the Wii version, it's a fan art of Sonya the Hedgehog from Sonic Underground. That's incredible. Yeah. That's really it's cool. amazing. <laughs> uh, they something can't else. Patch Wii games, so they put it. They left it in there, so. Something else about the Steam version. This is not important, but I just need to express myself. Uh, in the config for when you're like booting up, you're changing its graphic settings. There's no windowed mode option. However, if you go to the local files and find a text <laughs> document called settings, you can change. You can make it windowed by editing that document. I mean, this has a like. This can't have been the first time you've been playing a PC game, and there are configuration options that are not made visible to the UI, it's but that you're not, able to edit if you have a fundamental understanding of like computers. It's not, but it's it's the first time in a very long time that like a professional game like. What? Professional in a way there that doesn't are, throw shade at, at people. There like, are tons and tons of like triple A games that deal with this problem. In fact, I'd say it's more time, so than like independent games. I don't I don't play a lot of triple A games on the computer. It's more like a porting issue thing. Like shitty ports usually have this problem. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow, like most Sonic ports. Yeah, most of Steam. the Sonic ports are not amazing. This game plays pretty well though. <laughs> like I say, problem with the. The full screen aside, I think this works perfectly fine on PC. It is it is worth noting it's a it's a ten year old game. Yeah. So yeah. it running smoothly should be expected. 
I did have to lower my graphic settings. Well, I mean, like, there are plenty of ports that come out, like, day and day with their counterparts that don't work on the best of PCs because they're That's just true. ported terribly. That's I true. should also note that the Wii version does not play different from the PC version. The graphics aren't great, but I, for as far as I'm aware, it's like the same game. Other than All that, right. you can play it with motion controls if you so desire. Yeah, also you can't use the GameCube controller for some reason. Oh, that isn't allowed? At first I thought it was just my Wii U, but then I tried it on my Wii and like, nope. And I don't have a classic controller. So you did you have to then play it with the... Um... I played with a nunchuck. Oh, okay. And that's like slightly awkward, but like it's fine. But I did do it with, Wii, with the Wii wheel. And the Wii wheel is, you know, what you expect, but like... Yeah, it's not good, know. but it can be fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad that it has many options for people who want to play without using motion controls. Right. I think any, any like, competitive-focused game, like a racing game, that has motion controls needs to also have the option for non-motion controls. You I know? mean, yeah. I think if you're going to be a Wii game, you need to have the option for a GameCube controller. I think, yeah, pretty much every Wii game has no excuse for not having the GameCube controller. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. If Castlevania Judgment can have the option for a GameCube controller, any game. Man, can. I would have loved Mario Galaxy, but with a GameCube controller. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, it's already a great game. Imagine how much better it would be if you didn't have to shake the Wii remote or point the thing at the screen to get star boots. If you're like a, if you're like a first-party Nintendo game, I can understand. But like, I don't know, man. I, I still think that like Mario Galaxy would be a better game if I could play it with a controller. I don't know. Some, something about it doesn't feel. Something about Mario Galaxy being played with a GameCube controller does not feel clean. I would so quickly play Mario Galaxy with the GameCube controller and have the mouse on my computer be the, like... Honestly, playing GameCube controller with, the uh, with, like, on Super Mario Galaxy, I can just feel the sin drenching me. <laughs> if by sin you mean a better controller, I guess. Listen. Let's talk about... Mario and Sega All-Stars Racing. Mario and Sega All-Stars Racing? Oh my god. At the god. Vancouver At Winter Olympics. <laughs> Mario and Sega All-Star Olympic Games. It's it's Sonic and Sega, but Sonic's not in it. <laughs> oh. Mario racing around with a BD Joe from Crazy Taxi. Steven, please talk about gameplay before I like So die. this game has kind of like three things you'll need to be doing. You'll need to steer, pretty normal. You'll need to accelerate, pretty normal, and you'll need to drift, also pretty normal, but like secretly, most of what you're doing is just drifting the entire time. It's Drift City. The, but you have to steer to drift. You do, you do. You can drift, and while drifting, you can turn either into the direction that you're drifting to get an even harder turn, or you can turn out of the direction that you're drifting to drift almost just straight forward, and it looks really cool with player blind. I really think it is just straight. It's not just straight. So like, when you're... When you're traveling in a straight line, you can just be like, I'm drifting anyway. You cannot travel in a straight line and drift at the same time. It's just the way the levels are designed, um, they have curvature that you kind of can't see because of how the camera angle is constantly shifting. All right. The you, You're never, you're almost never, rather, driving just straight forward in this game. There's always either turns or the map itself is like like rotating almost. It's, it's hard to describe, but it's very like twisty. Yeah. Even if you're not taking, like, hard, you know, 45-degree or, like, 90-degree turns. Um, and a lot of this game is just kind of memorizing the maps and learning when to drift and how to, like, perfectly drift through each and every turn. But as you're drifting, if you avoid hitting a wall or any of the other obstacles around, you'll build up this sort of, like, charge. And there's a stock system, so you have, like, a level 1 charge, a level 2 charge, and a level 3 charge. 
And after level three, there's no point to keep drifting. You should, like, let up on the gas a little bit, and that will, like, boost you forward, and then you can keep drifting and reset. So basically, the goal is to charge up to three, and then boost, and then keep drifting and charge up to three, and then boost. But on some turns, you won't have enough room to be able to get to the full level three or two. So another component of it is learning how far you can push before slamming into a wall by accident. And so it's really this risk-reward system of, like, trying to push the, the drift system as far as possible. And there are a couple other things that you can do. Like, for example, there are jumps, and that's an opportunity for you to do tricks. And if you do a trick, you'll get a boost. And you can also do up to three tricks here to get a level three boost, just like with the drifting. But oftentimes, you won't have enough hang time off of a jump to be able to get more than one trick out. So that's also a system where it's risk and reward, and you have to determine whether or not you jumped far enough, or you were going right. fast enough to get the proper angle. All kinds of different little things like that. Well, I mean, tricks just, like, have a very long period for them to go into effect. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like five or six seconds where the animation only lasts about three. It's really interesting. Yeah. I don't, I think it's one of, like, the more questionable design choices in the game. It's, it's also worth mentioning that different characters' animations take different amounts of time. Yeah, specifically, I found that somewhat like the, the Mario Kart games, different characters have different weight classes here, and I think it's a little bit more subtle in this game, but, like, the motorcycle characters tend to have faster animations, and they're lighter, and they take turns easier, and they also charge their boosts faster than a lot of the car vehicles. And then there are also some cars that are heavier, like the character um, Zabio and Zabiko, I think their names are. They have a yeah. very heavy car, and it takes a long time for them to drift, to, for them to, like, charge their drifts, and it also takes them a longer time to do animations for their tricks. What about, like, the, the hovering vehicles? Those are an enigma. I didn't get a ton of playtime <laughs> with, like, Oopa Oopa and Oolala. Also, that just sounds, it sounds like I was friggin' doing an impression of Professor Egad just there. <laughs> yeah, it did. Friggin' Oopa Oopa Oolala. Opa Opa is the car. There is nothing else. Yeah. Also, it... It's just an alien. It's like a weird space alien car machine. It's like a, a ship alien with wings. Wait, I'm not just going to talk about the characters because I don't know where else it's going to fit in. I think, I, I mean, the only other gameplay thing that we need to mention is that this game features items. And they're not, they're not very good. They're mostly just like, they're mostly Mario Kart clones except for the really lame ones. Like there's punching gloves, which are just green shells in Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm going to have to make Mario Kart comparisons because... I think here it's healthy. This is a car, this is like... This is a like actual racing game trying to pretend to be a kart racing game. It's just, it's good like car physics, like good arcade car physics with Mario Kart items slapped on. Yeah, and there's rockets which are like the the red shells. You got traffic cones that are bananas. And we, and we should note that the punching gloves are literally green for no reason, other than that it just reminds you of Mario Kart. Yeah, and the, uh, and the rockets are red, just like red shells. You get, like, Sonic shoes, which are, like, mushrooms. And a lot of these these items that I listed come in threes, as well as bombs, which are more unique because they just kind of roll, and then they detonate randomly. It's not like the bob bomb or anything. Yeah. They can only be thrown forward. Oh. They cannot be thrown back. The most interesting, I think, Mario, Par Mario Party, Mario Kart <laughs> analog here is that there's not exactly a blue shell in this game, but there is a big blue rocket that when you activate it, it just travels forward, and you actually get to see it on this game's... It doesn't have a mini-map, but it has, like, a little line that shows you how far you are from the person behind you and the person in front of you. 
Right. And but if you're like way behind, you'll just see everyone clumped together, and you'll have a very hard time figuring out where the missile is if you're really far back. Well, yeah, and the missile itself gets a, an icon as if it's a racer, so you can tell where it is. And if you press mm -hmm. the action button again, the use button, it will let you detonate the missile wherever it's at. But it's neat yeah. because it hits people along the way. So it's not just like a only the person in front thing in Mario Kart where it kind of penalizes you for playing well. It's, you know, it just kind of like messes up everybody and then if there's a particular person that you want to screw over, you can. So it's got a more like chaotic, like, right. it feels more like a choice that you're making instead of just a thing that you get and press the X button or the A button or whatever so you can get to your next item that actually helps you in the race. Mm -hmm. I hate the blue shell. Yeah, well... <laughs> There's also the berry, which just lets you take a hit, which is like the only other Sonic-related item. I never got, I never got that item. Really? I got it all the time. I saw it in the mission mode that we'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah, I never got the berry item. Huh. So, you guys are that, saying, that is are you guys saying berry? Barrier. Barrier. Oh, I thought you were saying berry because there's, okay. No. So the barrier, yes, I did get the barrier. I thought you were saying berry. There is a ton of mission mode levels where characters have these floating berries around their car that you have to shoot, and they like if you clear out all the berries that you they've been considered beaten. So I thought you were saying that there was like a variant of the like defensive item that lasts for three instead of just one. No, no. Okay. No, no. Now it all makes a lot more sense. There is, however, uh, berry items in the mission mode. All right. But well, you can't we'll get collect to that. them. <laughs> There's also a shooting star item, which is like a homing thing that turns your screen upside down, which is kind of inconvenient. It's it's like it's one thing to get hit by like a projectile that you can see coming, and like that you can defend against. It's another thing for your screen to just suddenly get turned upside down, and it's just like not fun for the duration of the power up. Right. It, it's honestly, like, mechanically worse than a rocket which stops you, but more frustrating to deal with because you're just like, well, now I'm, I'm going to play worse, but it doesn't really feel like it's my fault for me playing worse. Yeah, and it can be fun to get hit by, like, an item and then recover from that and feel like you're using skills to maneuver around this inconvenience, but, like... The star doesn't actually stop you, it just makes the game less fun to play for a while. Yeah. It's like, the, the amount of time that you're feeling bad after getting hit is like, a second maybe. And the amount of time that you're feeling bad after getting hit by the star is like, five seconds or however long it lasts. It lasts for a while. Like, it's not, it's not too long, but it's long enough to be very upsetting. Yeah. There's also a rainbow item which you drop like a banana, and that just kind of mildly inconvenient your screen it's like a both those items are just kind of like two extremes of the blooper i feel yeah where it's just it's one that like hurts too gimmick. much and one that doesn't do enough <laughs> i always felt like the blooper was kind of a pointless item in mario kart yeah it was pointless when it was introduced in a game where you literally could just see what where you're driving on the bottom screen yeah well, also, in Mario Kart Wii, um, the blooper is also available. But in that game, it's neat because when you boost, it clears off your screen. So it's never... Well, it does that in Mario Kart DS. I've never played it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess then that's cool, too. But I like the design element of that power-up is fun because if you're playing well, you'll see, like, the smudges just get, like, ripped off the screen in a neat way. Mm-hmm. So, like, if this game had that where if I was, like, drifting during the star and then I boosted and it cleaned up my screen, I'd be fine with that, but it doesn't. There's, like, no interaction with it. Well, the only other item is the, uh, the, the cherry on top, if you will. 
the all-star move, which is a unique special move that usually you get like when you're fairly far behind in the race. I've gotten it as uh, far up as like fifth place. Yeah, it's like it's it's not it's not too bad. It's not like a it's not like a true bullet bill. Yeah. I've I've only gotten it in bullet bill circumstances. I've gotten it when I was like with the pack in fifth. Right. And I just won the whole race oh, because of it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh yeah, it it functions like a uh I mean, it it transforms your vehicle and gives you some other kind of effect. Uh, and it plays your character's theme. Like it changes the music to be that character's like song. Yeah, for example, for Big or something relative. It's uh, the fishing music from Sonic Adventure for some reason. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, Big's in this game for some reason. Uh, for Tails, it's uh, his Sonic Adventure 2 theme, but it's just the intro on a loop. Yeah, there's no vocals. And I don't know about any anyone else's because Tails and Big are the only two that ever get it when I'm playing. I think Sonic is like the invincibility theme from Sonic Heroes. There's too much Sonic Heroes in this game. Yeah, the Sonic Heroes representation is like weirdly abundant. I I don't remember what Shadows is. I think it might be Throw I, It All I Away. I think it's Throw It All Away, yeah. To uh, be fair, Knuckles, he really only has a couple songs to draw from. They, I think isn't I think Knuckles is the Sonic Adventure one unknown from ME. I couldn't tell you that one. I I don't think I've ever heard Knuckles go off. I played as Knuckles most of the time, and I've never gotten that power up as him. <laughs> I think Eggman is. Uh, yeah, that's that's just. Uh, is it the Eggman? Yeah, it's the Eggman, but e instrumental. G M A N, yeah. No lyrics. Which I wasn't time. sure because it was a it's, a it's a it's a song you can play in like a stage. Right, independent of Eggman. <laughs> but Very they're all they're mostly unique. It's mostly like some will have like a different attack, like Amy will swing her hammer, um, Shadow will shoot Chaos Spears. I think. I, I, like, has several balls following him, and then they just kind of take out racers as he goes along. All of the characters, the playable characters from Super Monkey Ball, come out and, like, work together with you. Oh, okay. And you're right. They just, they kind of, like, bump through people, and you create yeah. just a mess on the road. And then there's Jackie and Akira, which I love so much because Akira just gets out of the car, kicks the shit out of the car, and you just go forward. Like, there's nothing else. It's just a speed up. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good, actually. It does seem like the it, most effective um, speed up out of everyone's though, because everyone gets a little yeah. speed boost. But that one, you just go to like the front of the pack. I mean, Amigo Will on the Choo Choo's do this thing where it's like everyone is distracted by something, and I think they go slightly slower than the character you're playing as. Yeah, like you'll see maracas over your head. I had no idea what was going on for that. Yeah, it never so, got Amigo to the front for me. So, so funny story about this game. Uh, when I was like, uh, what was it, a younger age, like 13 or something like that, Yeah. I did YouTube videos that was covering every single uh, all-star move in this game. Incredible. I don't know if, I don't think I have them anymore, but like, I would just commentate over it just to like talk about it. Yeah. You are uniquely prepared for this uh, episode. Uh, maybe not enough. Who's your favorite all-star move? Uh, Jackie. Okay, that's your, that's your definitive favorite. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to change it. I'm a big fan of Zabio and Zabiko's because Zabio just turns big and then like carries her down the road. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty funny to me. I also like Rio's because he just drives a forklift, which seems like it would be a much slower vehicle than the motorcycle that he's regularly driving. <laughs> and you can also on some versions of the game get that forklift as a DLC car and just play as the forklift and I don't know what the all-star move is in that case incredible 
if you have the 360 version of this game, you can play as Banjo and Kazooie. Yeah. And the, and Sonic the Avatar. and Sega All-Stars and Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, you can also play as Miis on the Wii and the Avatars on the Xbox version. And PlayStation doesn't have, like, a comparable, yeah. weird, pointless Avatar character. <laughs> I just, I really like the character selection in this game. Like, I would say, yeah, there there's, like, only one character per series, unless you're Sonic, which you get, like, seven characters. But, like, Opa Opa, Choo Choo's, BD Joe, there's just so many, like, cool characters that... It, it's it kind of has that Smash Brothers effect where you want to actually try out the games these guys are from, even if you you have no idea where they're from. Yeah, like Bonanza Bros. I will yeah. say, uh, what's the what's the name of this freaking game? Sonic the, and Sega All Stars Racing. No, well yes, uh, the the monkey one. Uh, Samba de Amigo. Samba de Amigo. Thank you. No, obviously it was not. I, I shouldn't say obviously it wasn't, but I was not Super Monkey Ball. Samba de Amigo. The all of the stages that I went to for that like world, I guess. The venue was the term I was using. <laughs> made me not want to play Samba de Amigo. The music did. The music me, did, least. but the the visuals were a lot of times It was just giant over the top. floating heads in ethereal space with all of these like <laughs> bright saturated like oranges and pinks, and those are like kind of my least favorite colors to look at all the time. Yeah. And it was like a like fever a dream. Girl monkey floating that I've never seen before. <laughs> but it's like you're going through a portal, and once you come out of the portal, you're in like a normal space that looks pleasant, and then you go through a portal again, and it's that like fever dream hellscape once again. Hellscape is the right word. Yeah. Also, Samba's car, I know it's supposed to be a maraca, but it just looks like a hot sauce bottle to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, that's the gameplay and the characters, I guess. Unless there's another character you guys want to talk about. I think overall this game plays really cleanly. Shadow the Hedgehog has his motorcycle from Shadow the Hedgehog. I think yeah. that's very funny. It's pretty good. And Froggy has a... <laughs> Big has a bike that looks like Froggy. Big and Froggy, but Froggy is a parasite that controls Big. Jesus. Horrible. But plausible. Yeah. Oh, Billy Hatcher's in this game. That's the one that blows me away. Oh, yeah. Because he had one game? He had one game, and I don't remember it being particularly well-received. I am pretty sure no one in the world played it. I played it, until sure. Until five years later, when it was too late. I definitely also played it, but like I'm pretty sure no one did. This game is uh, it's like Katamari, but not as good. <laughs> it's actually, it reminds me a lot more of Glover. Somebody will play Glover in the show. Maybe. I, I played it once. Like for one session or at one yeah time one session my friend wanted me to try it out and i was like yeah okay and i think i might have played it one extra session afterwards but like i owned it there's nothing that like it's not like gex where i kind of want to keep playing it because the character is kind of interesting it's and the world's kind of interesting glover is a lot more interesting when as a kid you convince yourself that the master hand from super smash bros is a glover appearance yeah yeah i was like glover oh that's a uh, master hand Hamburger Helper, that's Master Hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hamburger. Anytime you see a glove, you're like, wow. Michael Jackson, that's Master Hand. Everyone is here. Uh, so let's talk, about, let's talk about the elephant in the room, okay? Oh, yeah, this game has an announcer. And I love him so much because he's like actually like... He, he seems very invested in the race. He's got a personality for sure. He's got he a does. personality. That's the, that's the good thing about him. 
Uh, he is basically the exact opposite of the announcer in Sonic Riders. I was really expecting you guys to, to ask me to back up my statement, and I'm really glad you didn't, because I didn't have anything prepared for it. As being the opposite of the Sonic Rider? I think you're just right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right, because the announcer in Sonic Riders will just, like, they'll have a stock phrase, and then they'll just insert the character's Jet name. Jet is gaining momentum. Yeah. yeah, they have, like, four things that they say. They just replace one of the names, like, a little poorly. Yeah. But the announcer has, like, a unique, has, like, there's, like, maybe four or five different things that can happen, and the announcer has, like, a completely different thing to say for it for different characters. Yeah. Like, even if they're saying that they're going all-star, he'll have, like, a unique comment that might relate to the all-star mover, something like that. There's a There was a time when, like, Tails' all-star music booted up again, uh, and the announcer was like, I sure wish someone had an all-star move. What's that? Tails does? I don't know if he says that. He does. He, <laughs> he does, yeah. I don't know if it's exactly those words, but he's just as smarmy and ridiculous. He is He is very silly. Like, if I had played this game when it came out, I would have hated him, but I actually, like, absolutely love him. I think that he's better than just a generic voice. The only reason I'm okay with a generic voice in Sonic Riders is because that game is supposed to be a future racing game, and like the idea of just like a soft robotic woman calmly telling you what's going on feels futuristic to me. Yeah, I I I respect that. But I think that this game's announcer suits the mood of the game, which is Sega pretending to be relevant. <laughs> I mean, it this game does a really good job of convincing you that. This yeah. announcer cares way more about the race than I do, and I'm the one in it. <laughs> I definitely care about the race. <laughs> Surely one of you guys wants to win. As a uh, as a fun fact, I'm currently playing the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've almost 100%ed the game over the course of this one week that we've been playing. <laughs> Steven likes racing games. I do. I like racing games. I guess there really isn't much else to say about the announcer other than I like him and he's a little obnoxious. He's got a lot going on for him. Like, he's there's a lot of him happening, you feel? <laughs> I wish he was a playable yeah. character in Transform. That'd be, like, the last <laughs> step of, like, hilarity that they needed to take. Yeah. Well, instead, they, make you, they let you play as a VMU. I mean, they do. Uh, a VMU. A visual memory unit. A... Do you know the Sega Dreamcast? Yeah. Do you remember the Chow Garden? Yes. Okay. Did you know that you can put a Chow in your controller on the original yeah. Dreamcast? Yeah. 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 I I know, but the, I now that you've said it, I I know, but I didn't at first. So thank you. Oh my god. Can you play a Seaman <laughs> in a? Oh god. Ugh, ugh. You cannot play a Seaman. Thank God. <laughs> Good. Do you think we're ever gonna get another Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing? Do you think we're going to get Seaman in there? I, well, yeah. I don't know, because Team Sonic Racing sold pretty well for its first week, so maybe we'll get another one of those instead of a All-Stars Racing. Because after playing this game, I'm kind of realizing, wow, actually, the whole All-Star aspect was interesting. I just didn't like the roster and Transform. Yeah. <laughs> it's So, uh, this game, I should also know, I really like Jet Set Radio Future. I'm sure that's come up on the podcast several times. And this game features Jet, and the thing I like about Beat. it is... Sorry. Sorry, I apologize. It's clear that I'm a failure. Yep. I'm a fake fan. Beats and beats and yeah, beats you're, in you're, my head. I need you're to be gate kept harder. <laughs> yeah. 
That's how it goes. Uh, Beat the Hawk is able to... <laughs> beats it, beats in this game. He is not my favorite character from Jet Set Radio or Jet Set Radio Future. However, it's neat because his design in this game is his Jet Set Radio Future design, which is a sequel game, as opposed to the previous two entries where he was in his Jet Set Radio design. And also the stages that are from the Jet Set games are based on Jet Set Radio Future and not Jet Set Radio. And I don't think that's the case for... Uh, transformed or any of the other games that uh, Beat appears in. So I kind of like that because Future is my preference over the the two games in the series. That's all I really have to say about that. Like, the music as well is from Jet Set Radio Future and not and that's Jet Set Radio. Right. So you get Concept of Love, which is a really good song. I So I don't know that much about Jet Set Radio's reception versus Jet Set Radio Future's reception, but my understanding of it is that Future is the one that has like aged more into people's hearts like it's the one that with with more staying power i guess so that's what happened in the u.s oh i have no idea what happened in japan because hideki naganuma has mentioned many 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 times on his twitter and all over the place (laughs) that people in the u.s like jet set a lot more than people in japan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Same thing with his music. People like in Japan don't think he's as good of a composer as like we do here. Interesting. Which kind of makes sense because he's heavily um, influenced by like a lot of Western music styles for yeah. his compositions. I think it makes sense. Uh, plus, he loves Family Guy. Don't. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's not go there. We can cut that out if you want. He recently <laughs> changed his profile icon back to his face and not Peter's. All right. That's wise. I think we're past the Family Guy Chronicles for the most part. For the most part. I, that's a story for another time, though. Um, we're all just living in a Family Guy funny moment. Let's <laughs> talk about the missions. In Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, there are two primary modes of play for the single-player experience. There would be the Grand Prix mode and the Mission mode. The Grand Prix mode is mostly self-explanatory. It's like a lot of other racing games, you do a series of races that constitute a cup, and you get points based on your placement, and at the end, if you have the most points, you win. And you get Sega Miles, which are this game's currency based on your performance. The other mode, the mission mode, is a little more complicated. It's a list of 64 individual missions where you must play as a particular character on a particular track with a specific goal. And occasionally that goal is just a race, but frequently it's things like drive through these goals that are on the level that will add to a timer, and if your timer runs out, you lose, but if you get to the end, you get, you know, the perfect score. And for these different events, I guess, missions, if you will, there is a score system, just like there was in Superstars Tennis, where it goes from E to triple A, and in this game, getting the triple A's feels better to me, because in the last game, it was just like an thing frequently like it just took forever to get your good score whereas in this game you're usually rewarded for doing things faster yeah so not only is it rewarding because you finished it quickly but also the faster you get the more you can rack up Sega miles which you get at the end of each mission based on how well you did so the more efficient you are you know the better your odds are of like getting to the next thing that you want to spend Sega miles on I definitely like a system where the less time it takes, the more you're rewarded over uh, the longer you last, the higher your rewards. 
Yeah, especially in a racing game. In the tennis game, I think it makes a little bit more sense that it's not all speed-based. But here, you should certainly always be going for driving as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, plus, in a lot of missions, uh, the objective is more granular, and you literally can watch your rank increase as you play. Yeah, in real time. Which is always, always feels good. Yeah, because it shows you exactly what you need to be doing, and the most efficient way to do it. There's there's tons of different missions also. There's a lot of variety. The first one that you start on is just a race of Amy against Sonic, and it's called like Amy's Crush or something, and it kind of broke my heart at the very beginning of the game because this is the first <laughs> mode I messed with. I was just like, oh great, this is what this is what Amy is now. This is this is what she's been since uh man, since like Adventure Two. Dude, a little she's bit? great in she's great in Chronicles. That's true. But no one played that, so... That doesn't matter. She's still there. And, like, she's at the very least a little more complex in Sonic Battle. It's still not great, but, like, there she's, like, a flawed person in an interesting way. Yeah. She has more than one characteristic. Yeah, there's more than one motivation to her entire being. She wants to raise a child. That's neat. <laughs> but, yeah, now we're in the era of Sonic where Amy is just like, Wait, Sonic! <laughs> like, Tails, kind of. <laughs> yeah. That that mission is literally a Tails mission in Sonic Adventure. What, in wait, that, so you're racing Sonic. Oh, I guess. Um, but the, <laughs> neat thing, the neat thing about this race is that if you... Oh, there was one thing I forgot. Um, there is a major difference between getting a B rank and getting an A rank. But other than that, pretty much everything else is just how many points you get at the end. If you get a B or lower, you do not unlock another mission. So that's essentially considered a failure. But you will get more points for getting a B than an E. But if you get an A, a double A, or a triple A for a mission, you will unlock the next mission in a row. And I believe you start with three available at the beginning. So you've got missions one, two, and three. And if you get an A on missions one, two, or three, you will unlock mission four, and then so on and so forth. And you kind of work your way down. And if you're unable to finish a mission, that doesn't stop you from going to the next ones. But if there are three missions that you're stuck on, you have to beat at least one of them before you can continue on the list. Honestly, I think it's a pretty good, like, cushion for, like, like, it's a, it's a, it's a much better system than, like, yeah, if you can't beat this one mission, just bash your head against it until you do. Yeah. Like, you have, yeah. just the fact that you have, like, options for what to try when you're stuck, if, if you're stuck. Uh, I didn't play long enough that it became really an issue. So, to clarify, these are all just kind of, like, consecutive missions. There's not, like, a map or anything for them. No, it's just a singular menu, and it shows you a preview of what's going on. It gives you a brief description of the mission and, like, the title of it. Mm. So, like, the first one is, you know, Amy's Crush, and it tells you, Race Sonic in, what, Seaside Hill? I think it's Seaside Hill? Yeah. And it shows you that you're playing as Amy, and then it shows you the venue. That mission so, also only has one lap, I believe. Yeah, and it, I think it's not even an entire lap. If I remember correctly, it might be a one full lap. Yeah, it, it starts with you like already driving, so it skips the like countdown and stuff like that. This like vaguely reminds me of like the very haphazardly put in mission mode of Simpsons Road Rage, where <laughs> that... I think it was just a bunch of consecutive missions and you could skip some of them. I don't know if you could like skip a bunch in a row, or if you had to complete at least one before something. But because I re I remember the missions being kind of different from what I, they were in Transformed, but in any case, I didn't really play through it this session, so I don't really have much to say about it. I think that some of my favorite missions are the ones where you are required to drive 
down the road in a really specific way because they'll have like rings set up for you so you have to zigzag a lot more than you normally would and it demands that you learn how to handle the vehicles because yeah. in a normal racing game you can kind of just like turn and you know you won't win like that if you're just like accelerating and turning the whole time <laughs> but you can do it and the game doesn't super punish you other than saying that you lost at the end but in this case, it's like, hey, you're going to have to figure out how to get from the left side of the road to the right side of the road and still get to the end of this race before the timer's up if you want to get a AAA. And it'll teach you how to you do things like slow down for certain turns and how to drift and also like let up on the gas a little bit while you're drifting if you want to learn how to hit all of these like strings of rings perfectly. It feels like you're playing the Sonic 2 special level, but it's the best version in a car. I am just thinking about that comparison. What do you think? I I'm I like I'm just thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> I was silent because I was like, man, I'm not. I'm just Sonic too. Huh? <laughs> I do see it for sure. I apologize for <laughs> for that. <laughs> just like, hmm, the thing you said uh, with <laughs> no okay. extra commentary. Totally uh, but fun. yeah, you're right. I think that's a good comparison. I mean, literally, you're also collecting rings for most of them. That's true. Uh, I only did one mission that had you collect rings, uh, and it did that thing where there are two rows of rings next to each other that are exactly wide enough away that you can't collect both at the same oh, time. Oh, do you know the amazing thing about that? Uh, I am going to guess what that thing is, and you're going to tell me if I'm right. Uh, if you drift, you you're tilted it. enough that you can collect both of them. <laughs> you got it. Your hitbox is actually the shape of a car, so it's like a, a rectangle. So Allow me to say them, two things. Number one, that's extremely... Cool. Number two, I didn't do it. That's so. so <laughs> that's fine. Um, there are missions in the game also that give you points just for drifting. There's no other requirement. It's not asking you to boost. It's not asking you to do it quickly. I mean, yeah. you have to get to the end before the timer's up, but you can do that by just driving through it. And uh, it's basically just the game yelling at you that like drifting is the only way that you're ever going to get anything you want. <laughs> It's also, like, the way to get a, a triple A in the first one that does that is literally be drifting all of the time. Yeah. And, Just like... never stop. It's a stage where if you're drifting all of the time, you're fine. Like, there is absolutely no reason not to be drifting in that stage 100% of the time. Yeah, for the most part in the game, there are very few segments of any race where drifting will hinder you particularly, as long as you understand that A, you can turn while you're drifting. So there's the straight drift, there's drift like into your turn and drift away from your turn. And then there's also like another level to that, which is drift into your turn while letting up on the gas, which allows you to take hairpins really easily. And then you can also drift out of your turn and let up on the gas. And I haven't played the game quite enough to understand when that's effective, but it certainly functions differently than drifting and holding the gas out of your turn. And, and there's all kinds of little minutiae to that for getting you to very specific spots. Like, if you want a hidden item, drifting is usually a better idea because, like I said, it extends your hitbox horizontally. And then also, drifting in front of an opponent can be a good way to block them off because if someone bumps into you from the back, it doesn't damage you at all. It just pushes you forward. So, drifting is pretty much always the best way to go. It's, it's really interesting because in every other game I've played with drifting... It's like, you generally only want to be drifting at times that call for it. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's like, if you're not drifting, what are you doing? <laughs> it's really interesting to me, because it makes it so that even when you're going down a straight road, you get to think. 
Yeah. The game is always active because of it. You always have to be watching what you're doing. And it also makes it so that the way you interact with the road, like your, your basic driving is always either left or right. So you have to be thinking about whether or not you want to stay going left or you want to pivot. And then you have to learn the rhythm to pivot left and right perfectly for you to come out of a left turn and be able to quickly go into a right turn, but still make sure that you drifted long enough to get your boost. And then sometimes yeah. it's faster to boost and let up on the gas just so that you can get a boost and then turn away from the wall before you hit it. <laughs> because normally you would just drive through there, but that doesn't get you your boost. It's it's really interesting to me. I think it's like fun to have that risk reward throughout the whole game. And then the longer you play this game, the more you're going to learn the turns. And it's kind of a lot like a Sonic game in that way, where I think that this game does a fine job of giving you enough time to figure out what you'll have to do to just get through it. But if you want to master it and get that triple A or that S or that whatever you want to think of it as, you're going to have to learn how to drift through an entire stage nonstop. <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, I mean, it's definitely not a way I've ever played a racing game. And I'm interested in that if just for that. Yeah. It's also super simple. Like, we've talked about how, you know, future racers are frequently mechanically dense. I don't think that this game is is that mechanically intensive. It's, it's really just turn and drift, and that's kind of I mean, it, it. It really, like, it has the same amount of mechanics as Mario Kart, and I would even say mostly the same mechanics as Mario Kart, but the differences in their specific implementation changes a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, this game, to me, it's almost exactly the same as Mario Kart Wii, and it came out around the same time. I feel like it's heavily inspired by Mario Kart Wii. Yeah, for sure. Even down to the fact that Mario Kart Wii was the first one to introduce motorcycles, and the thing yeah. that's unique about motorcycles, in addition to just their handling being slightly different, is that in Mario Kart Wii, you can do a wheelie, and it will boost your acceleration on your motorcycle, which is not how real life works, by the way. <laughs> uh, good thing you clarified that. But it makes it harder for you to turn, but you get a speed boost, so when you're going down straightaways, it's worth it to do a wheelie. This game has the same thing. If you're playing as a motorcycle, you can do a wheelie, and the controls for that are a little bit different. But it's the only alternative to drifting that you should ever be thinking about, and that makes playing as motorcycles interesting in this game as well. Because you get a boost off of doing a drift. Or not doing a drift, you get a boost off of doing a wheelie in this game as well. Which does make the choice of to drift or do a wheelie, like, also interesting. Yeah, but it still keeps... The, the game is very simple. Like, I feel like a kid could get used to this game pretty quick. Oh, for sure. Who are the bike characters besides Shadow, Rio, and Big? Is that it? Shadow, Rio, or Big. Or does Alex Kidd have one? Alex Kidd is on a bike. That's right. Okay. And I think that's it. I don't think anyone else is on a bike. I'm trying to, like, mm. scroll through the roster in my mind's eye. I think that's about it. I always use Rio when I want to ride a bike. I like that in the, in this game, the models are not perfect. They're not really great. <laughs> Some of the Sonic characters don't look like themselves. Knuckles looks like he's <laughs> been hit over the head with a brick. <laughs> yeah. And their faces look super dumb. Like, they're not, they're not like, low poly, but they just look a little, like, chunkier around the mouth. But, like, yeah. for Ryo, that's perfect because that's how he looked in Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> It's also so funny that Shenmue representation is in this game. I mean, they were clearly stretched pretty thin for, like, first-party Sega stuff to put in here. The Bonanza <laughs> Bros made it, dude. Yeah. 
But that's what's so cool. They're like the ice climbers of this game. Yeah, for sure. It definitely has, like, the Super Smash Bros. level of, like, why is this here, pipe? <laughs> Friggin' Choo Choo Rocket has existed solely as, like, one of the Sonic parasites. <laughs> like, friggin' Knights. Oh, that's the thing. Knights is not playable in this game, but Knights appears as the, like, person that drops the flag when the race starts. It kind of confused me. It's a, it's yeah. a little weird, because I would definitely have wanted Knights to be a character. Yeah, the... They couldn't imagine them in a car, and when they finally did in the next game, well... <laughs> I guess we'll see when we get there. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. What if... Okay, hear me out on this. Okay. Knights' car is just, like... A kid from Knights in a Dream, <laughs> uh... and then the super is that Knights like the kid transforms into Knights, <laughs> and it's just a kid running down the road trying to keep up with the car. Let's let's talk about the shop. Okay. Uh, so the Sega miles that you earn over the course of your playing, and you'll you'll earn miles uh, in the mission mode of the Grand Prix, uh, in versus mode, like in multiplayer. Uh, you'll earn them just for playing. Uh, you can use to purchase uh, three different categories of things. You can purchase new characters to play as. Uh, and in fact, I'd say about half the roster is locked behind. Would you, maybe a little more. It's roughly half. I don't remember yeah. exactly. The the main roster is actually pretty full already for the people that you'd want to play as, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the only character that is like super recognizable that you can't play as right off the bat is Knuckles. And yeah. probably Rio. I think a lot of people have a thing for Shenmue, so I bet Rio is like the next one people would go to buy. Uh, you can also buy uh, music, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, and then you can also purchase courses to choose to play in the uh, single race mode or in the uh, multiplayer mode. Yeah, ultimately buying the tracks seems like the least purposeful thing that you can do if you're playing this game alone. See, I, I always felt like playing like buying tracks feels like the most important thing because it's the it's the most pure form of content yeah but the problem with that is that you get to play every track through the grand prix and mission modes but you that's cannot true. play as every character in the grand prix mode unless you've already unlocked them that's and that is true the order that i did it was i unlocked all of the music first because music is the only thing that you don't you don't get to hear all the game's music through the mission mode and the grand prix mode. You have to yeah. unlock those and then pick them and we'll get to the music selection in a little bit. But basically before a level starts you get to choose a song you're gonna listen to, and each level only comes with one song unlocked initially. So if you want the game to be interesting, the first thing you're gonna wanna do is change up your music a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I after I was done with like half of the mission mode, I went and started unlocking characters to use in the Grand Prix mode. Because there you get to choose your character, but the levels are already picked out for you, so it can pick out levels that are not unlocked, and you can go through every level in the Grand Prix mode, I think. I think it's six cups, and there are four levels in each cup, which would be about 24 levels. Yeah. That makes and sense. like, three levels per each type. Yeah, and Sonic gets three sets of three. Like, there's nine Sonic levels, yeah. and there's three for each other game that gets representation. Like, there's no Channel 5 level or Choo Choo Rocket level. There are, like, three Casino Park levels. Yeah, there are, th there are nine Sonic levels. There are three um, Seaside Hill levels, there are three Casino Park levels, and there are three, like, Egg Fortress Final levels. Final Fortress. I'm just yeah. so mad that it was Casino Park was the place they chose. I mean, they had to have, like, 
a casino Sonic thing, right? Yeah. And for some reason they decided that Sonic Heroes was going to be all of Sonic's representation in this game. It's a little silly. It it's super it's super weird because they could have done a thing where like every era of Sonic got some representation, right? Like we could have some Genesis levels and that would be cool, and we could have some Dreamcast levels and then we could have some like modern era levels, you know? Yeah. But that instead would be ideal. we just got three sets of three levels from a Sonic game that came out like six or seven years ago <laughs> at the time of this game's release. Yeah. Like why is it not Sonic Unleashed or like Sonic 06 even? I mean, I think the reason Sonic 06 wasn't chosen is because Sonic 06 was pretty infamously bad. Yeah, but like, then why does it get representation in Generations and stuff? I have, n- I don't have an answer for that currently. <laughs> because there was enough time had passed that they had to reconcile with their mistakes. Yeah. They were like, we'll put the worst fucking level from Sonic 06 in Generations, because that'll make people remember it fondly. <laughs> I mean, it's the most unique level. It's friggin', like, Burning City or whatever, right? Yeah, Crisis City. I felt That's like pretty cool. I felt like lava level plus city. It's like the two archetypes of Sonic levels that I see the most. Is you see lava levels in like every old Sonic game, and then you see city levels in every new Sonic game, and they just smashed them together. And there's cool parts of it for sure. Anyway, that's for a different time. <laughs> but yeah, why isn't Crisis City a level in this game? I feel like that'd be more fun to race through than like. I don't know, like, wet Green Hill Zone, you know? I, th- I think, like, a part of the appeal of Crisis City is that the environment is crumbling underneath your feet. Sure. Uh, and that's that's not really possible on a track. Yeah, that's, that's impossible in a racing game. There's no way they could replicate that. All right. We're, I mean, <laughs> you're using sarcasm, and I'm just not going to engage. <laughs> We're just going to move on, and I'm not going to contest the things that you say. <laughs> I feel like I feel like at the very least you don't have to have the level fall out because obviously if the platform falls out then the person behind you gets fucked right. Yeah. But you could have like a shaky bridge or whatever. You could have like stuff falling in the background and then like the track. This game has um hazards. <laughs> yeah. This game has like crap that litters the track. Um, and it's not too crazy. But I mean, I've I've seen like a uh, recent game uh, you might have heard of is called uh, Super Mario Kart. Uh, where there's a stage. I'm where sorry. You... I'm sorry. Super Mario Kart. It was for the for the SNES. That's what the, that's what it was called. <laughs> Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, the one for the SNES. <laughs> the one that's literally 2D. Yeah, the one where there's there's yeah, that's the one. It's there's a there's a stage and they have ported this stage to future versions, but I don't believe they've kept this feature in all of the future versions. Where if you bump into a wall, that section of the wall falls off, and if somebody else bumps into that part of the wall where there's no longer a wall, yeah, they they'll just bump, fall they off. Just die. Yeah. And I so over the course Mark, of the stage, depending on how well you play the level or intentionally poorly play the level, it makes it harder for future laps. I think that one, that concept is in Wii. I think they, I think they removed it in eight. That could be. I haven't played much of eight. Uh, I've also played a game uh, which uh, Wave Race for the for the GameCube, uh, where there's a stage where you're you're racing on the water, but the water level changes over the course of multiple laps, so the actual course changes. Yeah. Over the course of multiple laps, and I always thought that was super cool. So you could you could there are creative ways to make the course change in radical ways. Yeah, the way I would radical highways. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> The, the, I think the way I would do it is just, like, the hazards, like, would fall the way that they do in other levels in this game. 
but then like when they fell, they would just take off chunks of the road that you're on. Yeah. And then maybe like I don't know, like time, like silver would come out and do time travel, and then like the level would be fixed. <laughs> That'd be cool, right? Yeah. Uh, Elise kisses Sonic, and then. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, even if Sonic's not in the race. <laughs> There's just you know in the Samba de Amigo levels where you're in the hellscape Samba's and you just see giant head. Yeah, like you're you're in the hellscape and you see instead of Samba's giant head, it's Sonic laying there dead and Elise leans down and kisses him. Like not even like on the road, like beside you, it's in the sky projected above you as a colossal three D <laughs> yes. Sonic the Hedgehog being kissed by a colossal three D human woman. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Disney World ride. Yeah, and then everything glows and the stage is fixed and then it starts going to shit again. <laughs> yeah, like like in a Disney World ride. <laughs> You just see Jack Skellington dead, and then friggin' a Disney princess kisses him, and then you're on its small world. Yeah, Pikachu cries, and Ash is no longer turned to stone. Yeah, and then also Pikachu is voiced by friggin' Danny DeVito. <laughs> Don't get my hopes up. What do you guys uh, think about the music selection in this game? <laughs> there's... I like how much Sonic Rush representation there is. Yeah, there's like at least one for each Sonic level. For for me as a kid, for me as a kid, I had not played Sonic Rush, so I did not know what these songs were, so I did not pick them. <laughs> That's fair, but but you do understand though that that means that you get Bingo Parks music. <laughs> do do you not like Bingo Highway? Oh Dude, no, we can't go down this Bingo Highway. It's it's either Bingo Highway or Casino Park is the one whose music is just horrible, and they're I think both, it might be both of them. They're both terrible. <laughs> Are wrong. I think it's. I think it might be both of them. And in fact, now that I'm saying it out loud, is both of them. Do you hate sure. Bingo Highway because it's unique? I like, like Bingo Highway. <laughs> Charlie, I you hate can't its music. say. You can't say like <laughs> it's unique as if that's like a positive but always. Like, so, I'm I'm interested in the fact that like on the Sonic Heroes soundtrack there are two tracks that are written by this one person. Yeah. And it's just that, and then, like, the versus music for the casino level. And it's just, like, a bunch of crazy noise, but there's, like, something about it that, like, works. I hate it. And I hate Isaiah that he doesn't like it. It's the Sonic Eraser music. Oh, do not. Dude, they're, they're both unique, right? It doesn't make my ear You've bleed. never heard anything like the Sonic Eraser soundtrack. <laughs> Charlie, I have a question for you. This sure. is this is about uh, Casino Park, not Bingo Highway. But you know the part in the song. I don't care about Casino Park. Okay, good. So I can I can roast it. The music is horrible, right? Like we all three yeah. of us agree that's bad. I, I yeah. think that like most of the Sonic <laughs> Heroes stage music is unimpressive at best and terrible at worst. Yeah, I definitely think the first couple of seconds of the stage where it's just like, and you just have to put up with that for a couple of seconds before it gets into the really mediocre melody afterwards. Yeah. That sucks. It's and like really pitchy too. It's I like hate. Way too yeah, hard. it's like it's like a grating sound, and that plays uh, while you're racing. So that in, sucks. In Sonic Heroes, it's kind of neat because it does feel very carnival esque. Like that sounds like the type of song that we'd be playing horribly tuned as you like try to figure out where your parents are. <laughs> but I keep like I whenever I hear the intro to that song, all I can hear is Tails' voice actor shouting about how they need to do something or other about Eggman. <laughs> like yeah. I just hear him shouting on top because that's when you you boot up the stage, you hear Tails' voice shouting and yeah. 
that grating sound at the same time. Look at all those Eggman's robots. Yeah, and it's it's a very, very bad couple of seconds. So you switch it to the Sonic Rush music, and then you get so going. So you switch it to the Sonic Rush music, or Super Sonic Racing, for some reason. Everybody super... Oh, God, the looping is bad on that. God, the looping on the Sonic songs make me want to cry. The looping on the Sonic songs is not great. It's very, like, shortcut, and you also frequently just don't get the best part. But my argument for why it's okay is that frequently they cut the part of the song that's the most consistently high energy, which is what you want out of a racing game, because you couldn't have the solos at spots in a race when it wouldn't make sense, like, on uh... the beginning of lap two. <laughs> like, a guitar solo on the beginning of lap two is the silliest thing. <laughs> uh, counterpoint, uh, the boss music from Sonic Rush... Uh... Metal Scratching? Metal Scratching, yeah. They should have done the... Uh, Bomber the... Bomber. No, no, they should have done the more intense version of it uh, that plays when the boss is at low health when you're on the third lap. But, like, does that play for the first person to get there? Does that play for you when you're the single player when you get there? Does that play for the first person out of the group of four that you're playing with on split screen? Like, when do they time it to make it work for everyone? I think I think it should operate by Mario Kart rules because Mario Kart uh, does it for whoever's in first, I think. Or yeah, whoever's... But, but why is that good? Uh, because it means more music, and it's that's more that's, <laughs> it means that's better. More, more music. More music is good, unless you know, unless it's Bingo Park, Bingo Highway, Casino Highway Park. I, I don't know what the actual name of the venue is, because each level is named after a thing, but then right. there's like an overarching there's name. There's Road. There's Bingo and Casino Park, right? Oh, Casino. No, there's not. There's not one that's singularly called Casino Park. Is that the name of the venue? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, like, somewhere out there, there's, like, an audio file of, like, Casino Highway's music playing, and all of the characters in Sonic Heroes just take turns shouting level up, like... <laughs> what you're describing is just, like, the worst audio in that game collected. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, somewhere in this universe is that experience, and that's how I feel every time I hear that music. Like, I just emotionally go through that experience. And then John St. John at the end of it is like, Froggy, look at all those Eggman, level up! <laughs> I'll take it from here. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, it was funny. <laughs> I'll take uh, it from here. What's your favorite, Charlie, what's your favorite song that was added to this game that you're really glad made it like in terms of sonic song any stage any song i'm really into the samba de amigo music i feel that i just wish the levels were not such like eyesores yeah like it's just the it's it, it like goes from being a cool level design to being a tube of like pain it really is awful there's just giant floating heads of the characters like mouthing at you <laughs> and like radiating my least favorite colors to see <laughs> and just like some rough turns and then like a really bad transition back into the level yeah and then the level is like cool and then it pops you back into hell i i would like to complain that like you're you're jamming for most of the most of the game uh you just forgive the fact that it cuts out the guitar solos for every song <laughs> well um, i mean every song song Every Sonic song, yeah. Every song that has one. Um, All the Jet Set songs, in my opinion, are cut very well. 
but then like in the middle, uh, the announcer goes, uh, someone has an all-star move, and then you just hear Tails' theme. <laughs> I thought or you liked you hear, Tails' theme. I, look, I like Tails' theme, but I would like to not hear 10 seconds of it followed immediately by going back to the song I was in the middle. Like, I don't like it when my music is interrupted by Tails' theme for 10 seconds, and then we go back to the music that I was, like, racing to, you know? I, I like when most of the music gets interrupted by Eggman's theme. <laughs> it feels like a lot of the a lot of the character themes, when you are the person in first and you will literally never encounter the person whose theme you're hearing right now, Yeah. Uh, it it's a little tonally jarred. Oh, you mean like it's weird when the music changes at a point that doesn't feel appropriate to you as the player. <laughs> Is that what you're <laughs> telling me? I definitely think the character themes are way worse than a hypothetical I scenario. I agree. I, agree. <laughs> I, I was just roasting you. <laughs> I think that your point is completely valid. Like, I think if I had to choose between the two, I would definitely choose the one that lets me enjoy my song for longer instead of the one that lets me not enjoy the song I'm listening to for nearly as much. Yeah, if we could get rid of all-star themes and add in more music, I would agree with you. I, I was just saying, I think there's a logical reasoning for A, cutting I mean, the music at weird spots, and B, not having it shift partway through the race. I, I do understand, but even like even then, a lot of these songs like had loops. Like, Supersonic Racing didn't because it would literally, I mean, it would fade out and then start over, so... You know, does it do that in this game? I never, I never really listened to it closely. Uh, no, it they they skip the bridge after the second chorus. They just start from the first verse. So they cut it properly, as opposed to what Sonic R did, which was cut it so that it fades out eventually. Yeah, they they made it a proper loop. Okay. Uh, and it's the same loop they use for Brawl, actually. That makes sense. Uh, which game came first? Probably Brawl, right? Ah, uh, ooh, yes, Brawl came first because it was. Uh, not a Wii launch title, but almost a Wii launch title, I think. Yeah, and this game came out somewhat late in the console cycle that had the 360 and the PS3. Yeah. Not super late, but somewhat late. Any Anytime there's a version of the current song that's playing that's more intense for, like, the final section of whenever it plays, uh, that should be the third lap music. Like, it just, it just sort of feels like a wasted opportunity. That's my stance. I just... I, I would probably agree with you, but I think that, like, the fact of the matter is that you can't make that work for everyone playing. Yeah. Honestly, for me, the biggest argument against that happening is that it would be the only song in the game that works that way. Well, uh, I mean, I, I assume you just have to make a high... Like, that's the thing, is that you would have to do it for every song, also. Yeah. Which which is... is uh, That's a lot Ridiculous. To yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> That's kind of insane. Especially since for some of them, it would either A, they would have to create completely new music, or B, you would just get like a guitar solo as soon as you cross into the third lap, which is not always the appropriate time for a guitar solo. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. A game where on the third lap, you just get to hear the bridge of the song. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing is that for 30 seconds, it'd be like, wow, this is really cool. I'm feeling great. And then for the next like minute and a half of the lap that you're still on, it's just back to the regular loop. Like it doesn't work that way. Like music doesn't work the way racing games do you, you know? know what you know what they should do is they should do uh like the bridge starts playing but only after the chorus finishes on the current loop of the song yeah but then what if that's like still only part way through the third lap and you're like the the likelihood that you're gonna get that to happen 
30 seconds before you cross the finish line. The the guitar solo starts and immediately you get hit by four rockets and end up in last exactly, place. Exactly, like that kind of shit can happen. <laughs> so you need a song where the pace is always just like, yeah, I want to go faster. That needs to be the feeling of the entire song is I no, want to go faster. No, I understand. Like, I, I get the logic, even and if I don't necessarily like it. You just want more music. Like, you just want to make the yeah. game work. That's all you want. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want logic. You just Plus, when I'm, I mean, when I'm, I'm playing a game with music that I recognize from other stuff. Yeah. I want to experience like the entire song, and like whenever I hear it loop, my brain goes, "Oh, that's not what it's supposed to do." Yeah, you're that's like, wrong. "Where's my thing that I like?" I, I get that for the Sonic <laughs> songs. I, the thing is that for most of this, the only two games that I had any sort of background for the music for was Sonic, and I avoided the Sonic stages like the plague because for one, they're not super interesting, and for two, I. I want to see the stuff that I'm not familiar with, and yeah. Sonic Heroes is not my favorite Sonic game, either way. So I was kind of going towards the, like, Billy Hatchers and the Super Monkey Balls of the world. Mm. <laughs> and for those, I got to hear songs that I didn't really ever listen to before, so that was neat. And, you know, I heard the version of them that was meant for a racing game, and I was just kind of enjoying, like, hearing some stuff that I hadn't heard before. So that's why I think I'm probably more okay with the idea of not all the song being there, because I'm just getting the, like... I guess, like, junk food cut, kind of. Yeah. The, like, you can listen to it over and over again, and it's the part that just makes sense to be listened to over and over again. Samba. What if if it did the Metal Gear Rising thing, and I'm sure there are other games that have done this too, where the vocal track just cuts in on the last lap? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that'd be pretty pretty cool. Again, you'd have to write words for many of these songs, which entirely lack (laughs) vocals. Also, like, all of the songs that, like, were vocal, except for, I think, Supersonic Racing still keeps the vocals. But, like, uh, Eggman's theme is instrumental purely. Uh, Palm uh, Tree Panic has the yay, I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't count that. Also, every song by, uh, what's his name, Nakanuma? Hideki Naganuma. Naganuma. All right, yeah. not Nakanuma. Uh, I, don't, I don't like getting names wrong, uh, but I do <laughs> frequently. So... Uh, every every song by him uses vocal samples, um, but those aren't really lyrics. Concept of Love is basically just a song with lyrics. Yeah. They don't make sense much, but... <laughs> that's that's how you know it's good music. <laughs> There's also the Samba de Amigo songs that lyrics. They're in Spanish, so you might yeah. not be able to actually perceive them with your English-speaking ears, but they're there. I think the general, like, uh, goal was to prevent conflation between, like, the music that was playing with its lyrics and the announcer who had to sort of speak over the lyrics. You that know? sounds kind of silly to me. I don't think the announcer is so important that they couldn't have put the lyrics for certain songs in. I think they just chose to go with the instrumental cuts because they already had them. He's so important to give him 400 ways to say somebody's got a super move. They gave him, like, five... <laughs> <laughs> and all of them are infuriating of the things he says those are my least favorite always he's like I wish somebody had a super move he's <laughs> like I don't I don't care they're not I'm never going to see them I really don't care <laughs> yeah I'd like to say that Ultra Heaven is a song that can play on Super Monkey Ball and it's the best song in the game probably it's pretty good it makes learning the monkey ball stages doable. <laughs> boy, howdy. <laughs> Are those some tough stages? We gotta wrap this up pretty soon. I'm ready for thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'll give it a thumbs up. 
I'm giving it a thumbs up. I'm giving it a thumbs up for sure. I played, I almost 100% completed this game over the course of the week. As far as I know, the only things I have to do left now are get, uh, is getting first place on each of the six, like, medium difficulty Grand Prix, because I did the beginner and then I did the most difficult. And I don't know if this game has, like, a mirror cup or, like, a super cup or whatever, like, a, after you beat everything. Yeah. So I guess I'll get back to you guys on that if I go and finish this game. <laughs> well, it would it would kind of surprise me if it did because uh, in Mario Kart you get to select like your difficulty is also the speed at which the cars drive. That's something I was actually kind of disappointed with in this game. Yeah, this game doesn't feel super fast. It I feel, there were a it, lot of times where I felt like it was it was fast a lot of the time. I mean, it's like as fast as it needs to be, but it doesn't ever get to like the F zero levels of like insanely fast. Yeah, and even the new, like more recent Mario Karts, like Wii and Eight, they like they can get pretty fast when you're on the 150 and 200 CC levels. Yeah, but this game, you, you can if you're boosting the whole time, you're going pretty fast. It's not like you're going slow, but it, it never felt like I was having a hard time controlling myself because of how fast I was going, which is the feeling <laughs> that I enjoy out of stuff like Sonic Riders and F Zero X. Yeah. Steven, do you like this more or less than Sonic Riders? I like Sonic Riders more. I think it's a much more stylish game. All right. But the the like the raw feeling of just drifting and drifting and drifting some more is not to to go unnoticed. Yeah, for sure. I think I like this more than Sonic R probably. All right. What about you, Charlie? Uh, I mean, this game has more stages more interesting characters and while Steven's right has more style there is I don't know there's a, I guess there's a reason why I got to this got into this game a lot easier than I did with writers well it's because I, the game is a lot easier to get into I, I was gonna say I definitely think this game is a lot more accessible than Sonic Riders well sure but like I don't know there's just writers would be great if there was more in it but it's just kind of I feel whatever. bad I mean it's got, it's got like what uh, 10 or 12 stages it's got 12 writers. stages plus the boss levels yeah and it's also got the mission mode, which I think goes largely unnoticed. That that by is the, true. by this particular cast of characters. <laughs> <laughs> and it also has the like amazing guest roster, but it's, they're just harder to unlock than they are in this game. <laughs> like you can play as I I and Ulala in that game. I hope you guys know. Yeah, I think you can play as I I. Yeah, but not Samba or. Amigo. Takes a while. They're they're so difficult to like get a hold of. Yeah. Which I think I think probably works for it because you're like not supposed to know. The whole game is just like a larger barrier of entry ultimately. Yeah. So it makes and sense why you would not be able to as easily enjoy the game. Then you find out birds are genies, and then genies are aliens. Jaliens. Oh. Genelians. All right. What what what's our what's our next game after this? That's a good question. All right, uh, don't worry about it. We'll 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 hit you back next week with uh, next week, two weeks from now, two weeks from now. It's like Sonic Colors or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a question you can edit out. I have no idea. Are we gonna do a DS version and a Wii version, or are we just gonna skip uh, yes. the DS version? Yeah, we're doing two because the DS version is Sonic Rush Four. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, because I've never played the DS version. Sonic Rush 4. Are you playing Sonic Unleashed? No. No, I'm not. Got him. Sonic Unleashed is Sonic Advance 4. What? <laughs> what? what? What's Sonic Rush 3? 
Sonic Rush 3 is Sonic Colors for the DS. Yeah, so Sonic, Sonic Rush 4. Sonic No, Sonic Rush 4 has yet to be released. No, Sonic Rush 4 is Sonic Generations for the Steven DS. called Sonic Colors DS. Look, I Sonic fucked Rush. up, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Twitter at NoSpin-Stone. You can email beat, us. Beat the Jethawk is Sonic Unleashed 4, alright? Get it? You can you can email us <laughs> at NoSpin-Stone at gmail.com. Uh, was there a third thing? There's Twitter, there's Gmail, there's, um, there's, uh, there's our, our, there's our GitHub. Our, our GitHub. GitHub.com slash... No spin dash zone. You can download yep. our new t-shirts. Get ready. <laughs> the source code for our new t-shirts. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. Uh, and you can find uh, the other podcast I mean about Kingdom Hearts called Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era at K-H-A underscore A-F-E. There is an underscore in there. Uh, you can also find it in places that are not Twitter. Uh, like... like uh, Places the podcasts are hosted. I don't freaking know. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean, Google yeah. Play, all of the all of Podcast Addict, uh, Apple something or other. Is it on the Apple Store? Yeah, it's on Apple Podcasts. You guys and, on Spotify? That'd be incredible. And Google, oh, we are on Spotify actually. Nice. I think. I'm pretty sure we're on Spotify. I don't know. I don't. I don't pay attention to that stuff. You don't got it memorized. I don't. I don't got it memorized. Uh, and you can follow Charlie at Draws Charlie, also on Twitter, uh, yeah. where he draws things. Yeah. Did I? Uh, did I? Did I do good? Did I misrepresent you? Should I? Uh... No, you're good. All right. I'm tired. I I'm also very tired. I think you can hear it in my voice, or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see you next time. I can hear the eyes of the wind. For do more... you ever feel like it? Um. Don't forget to spin out. Is Wait, that? I've almost still... got it. Hold on, I've almost got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The next game that we're playing, oh god, is gonna be um, Sonic the Hedgehog for episode one. Oh god. <laughs> uh, cool. We don't we don't play Sonic Colors until after that. All right. Well, this will yeah, be fun. Well, there's a there's a bigger hurdle we got to get to before we get to Sonic Colors. I mean, I so maybe cut this out. I think that we're gonna record Sonic Colors first. And then record free riders once I make it back if we are able to meet in person. We might have to play Sonic Free Riders six feet apart. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that's I think that's the only way to get uh, the connect to to work you. anyway. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> so it'll be okay. Just uh, uh, don't touch anything. Yeah, we might have to postpone free riders because that thing is gonna be a task and a half to get a hold of. Yeah, I honestly, I think our viewers would understand if we had to postpone a game like that because of the quarantine. I think we also did that for Sonic the Fighters. Sega Superstars? Yes, yeah, it was Sega Superstars as well. But I thought it was something that we adjusted in the first string of things as well. I don't remember. We, you know, we might have, we might have like adjusted a game like in the classic series. That's what I was thinking. Anywho, like uh, a, I think it, well, we I think we had to move Triple Trouble because it was in between Sonic Three and Knuckles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. We had to we had to put like we wanted to keep Game Gear games closer together. So 
We could just pretend Free Riders doesn't exist like the handheld versions of the Olympic Games. <laughs> uh, well, but the thing is that the handheld versions of the Olympic Games are versions of a pre-existing game, and they're not as interesting as like the handheld version of a main series Sonic game. So I feel yeah. it's it's kind of like not doing the Game Gear version of Mean Beam Machine, right? Yeah. Whereas Sonic Free Riders is the sequel to two games that we received well. So I'd like to see what the hell happens next. <laughs> I'm I'm more curious, honestly, about the plot than any of the gameplay mechanics from Freeriders. Allow me to say, I'm extremely glad we did both versions of Sonic Unleashed, because, like, that ended up being a lot more significant than I thought it would be. They're drastically different games. And I, like, and I knew from memory that they were different games, but, like, we had so much to talk about there. Yeah. Which was rad. I do think we're allowed to... Oh, to, I'm gonna uh, hit stop recording, by the way. Wait, you didn't say goodbye yet. I I I spin said you later. spin. I, I think I said is our. Do we say spin you later or spin out? I don't remember. I don't forget. Who cares? <laughs> it's, it's not like it's not like important. It's just that you should say something at the end. Yeah, spin spin but out. Don't forget. Did, did you hit stop already? Be sure not to spin out. I'm hitting stop now. Oh, okay. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> We'd like to thank the LAG Radio Network for hosting our show on platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and lots more. If you enjoyed our show, you can find the rest of what the LAG Radio Network has to offer by searching for the LAG Radio Network on any of these platforms.